Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way. All right, welcome to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. We've got a guest today on the topic of augmented reality and its founder and managing director of Austech Connect. How are you, Ken? Very good, Scott. Thank you. Um, glad to be here. Excellent, excellent. So um, this is an ex- exciting episode where we actually have devices plugged in and potentially might get into a bit of a demo. But um, yeah, welcome to, to chat a little bit about what you're working on and just to get a feel for... Um, yeah, what's happening here on the Gold Coast. So could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, okay. Well, I guess I'll start off with um, Oztech Connect and how we come about. Um, we started off as Oztech VR nearly five years ago, and um, and that started as a business that sold cardboard um, VR headsets right. um, around Australia. So that, you know, our customers were marketing companies, uh, video, video videographers, et cetera, et cetera, a lot of schools as well. And we were Australia's leading cardboard headset manufacturer. Um, for a number of years, um, and then COVID hit, um, and just before COVID, we'd actually started moving into some virtual reality development with you know some some cool um, experiences for the likes of Daily Mail, etc. Um, and then uh, once COVID hit, and our logistical supply chain become, um, you know, we couldn't rely on that from China in chi- the middle of Chinese New Year, which is um, the start of Feb. Um, we decided to blow the business up and start again. Um, and that's what we did. Um, we didn't know it was going to happen around the world and we didn't know that we were going to go into lockdown or anything like that here in Australia. Um, and, um, you know, it was just it, it just all worked out well for us, um, thankfully. Um, so I'll, I'll talk a bit more about Oztech Connect and how we've sort of come about. So uh, March last year, we, we started working really hard on promoting virtual reality to companies, particularly within the training realm here in Australia, and particularly the Gold Coast. And we're getting some traction there. Um, but then the lockdown happened, um, and that just all fell apart. No one wanted to touch VR. No one wanted to put a headset on their face, um, you know, biohazards and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we started working towards augmented reality, which we'd done a bit of, and we'd had a few demos. Um, and um, we'd been speaking with the city of Gold Coast about a couple of um, opportunities there as well. Um, the thing with augmented reality, though, is that we we decided that um, it was probably best to go down the path of um, an appless solution. So we're focusing on providing complex, engaging, beautiful experiences within a phone's browser, because no one wants to download an app, right? To um, you know, to view a company's um, augmented reality. Um, experience which may be um, used to sell to them or you know promote their products so we decided that straight away we didn't want to do anything with the apps we wanted it all to be frictionless and um, and launched from a QR code which thankfully um, everyone understands what QR codes are wow. so that sort of helped us out um, from there we um, yeah started working hard towards web AR and that sort of tech stack um, grew the team um, dramatically over the 2020 and we're still building now all all local gold coast talent um and the team's really important and um yeah we've sort of got to the point where uh, we've we've built out a couple of products we've just rebranded a week ago officially from oztech vr to oztech connect and um which you know the important part of the rebrand for us is it represents who we are now and also represents where we're going in the future 
um, you know, and, and that's a long way into the future, not just two years. And, and how do we know what's going to happen in the future? We don't. Um, and that's the whole point. We moved away from Oztech VR where we're talking about virtual reality and we wanted to be tech agnostic. Yeah. Um, so we might be working really heavily with AR right now, augmented reality, um, but in two years' time, it may be something else. It may be another tech stack. It may be you know, some other solutions. So we didn't want to wet ourselves into another technology. And really, you know, the whole idea about Oztech Connect is um, you know, the focus is on connecting people at scale and using technology to hasten that connection. Um, right. So this is this is a very interesting topic in that a lot of people would consider this consider this quite futuristic hmm. uh, still. Yep. And uh, although it has been, there's been versions of it evolving over time. Um, where do you think we are right now with uh, consumers? Uh, I guess experiencing it on a, on a daily basis. Are they able to see it uh, from some of the big brands that are, are yeah. out there, or is it not yet? Yeah. There? So there's a few different layers to this. Um, I think you're right. It is futuristic, but it's now as well. Um, so. Our experiences can be accessed on three billion mobile devices around the world right now. Um, so that's that's the first thing. Um, anyone with a mobile phone, essentially iPhone seven plus or even six S, um, and over that um, can access our um, experiences. Um, you've got a few different layers there as well. You've got social AR, which is happening. So Snapchat, your Instagram, and uh, Facebook cameras as well, which is starting to um, push on. And it has been gimmicky up until now. Um, and and our, our whole thought process behind it is not to be gimmicky. Like we're, we're pushing, where's the return on investment for business? If they're going to actually invest in augmented reality, where's the return on investment? Um, and how can they see results? So that's that's how we push it. And we've had some success with that. And we've, we've actually had some of our experiences do really well in the wild with um, you know, some, some decent products. Um, so it is futuristic. It's at the very start, I think, now. Um, so like I think, you know, from 2020, 2020 and on, it's just going to grow. And I think we're going to move into um, away from phones eventually in the next few years and go towards glasses that everyone will be wearing. Okay. I'm not sure how far that is ahead. If that's two years, maybe a bit longer. But yeah. Facebook and both Apple are now competing with the AR glass market. And once they both release at the same time, similar time, yep. we'll find that, um, yeah. Okay, this, this is going to be, be pretty cool. This is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be a bit of a fanboy on this because it's just mm -hmm. something I've uh, looked at. You know, it's it's like the potential and what could be that, that gets people um, locked into uh, yeah. adopting, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking about... Um, you know, my, my past background was working with uh, clients in the healthcare space, and uh, there's a, it's often something that's difficult to demonstrate when, if you're talking about optometry and vision, and how can you explain to someone that their vision uh, needs some correction in certain fields, or you can see more in it, like in a more optimal way. Maybe it reduces glare on the water, out on the boat, and that kind of thing. So yeah. there's some kind of visual uh, enhancements as a teaching tool. Um, do you think the frontier for AR is more like sales and um, experience or is it more on the training where do we fit in between both of those um, for me I, I really enjoy the sales aspect which comes in uh, you know under the banner of connecting so anything that's got to do with connecting people is something that we want to work with um, educating is also a part of that um, and we are doing a little bit of work which I can talk on um, a little bit later but we are with educators and edu you know, um, you know solutions around that um, but look, I think sales is a really, really big opportunity. So 
the, the situation we've got at the moment within marketing, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well because yeah. your background, um, is that we've got black holes on people's websites. You go to a website for a product and all of a sudden you, you get lost and you don't know what that, per, you know, what that company wants you to do on the website. So, you know, one of our products is called Brand AR. And the, the idea about Brand AR is that um, every call to action you want your customer to take around that product, um, we present in a really engaging, fun way, which is really easy to get to. So, for example, with Body Science, um, we, we promoted a product called Shred, um, Hydroxy Shred. Uh, Body Science had 19 articles, um, you know, three podcasts. They had competitions to win a, a, a year's worth of shred and a lot of other, you know, videos and stuff to share. But because I had so much content, it was taking people a long time to actually figure out what the product was about. Um, you know, so we built an experience um, for Body Science, which had everything sitting there at, at the touch of a finger for their clients. Um, so they were able to walk into a, say, a... Um, a nutrition warehouse, pick up a jar, not not need to speak to the um, the, the two people at, at the store if they're busy, scan a QR code and learn everything they need to learn about Shred and then walk out and say, look, we want to buy this and buy it. So it was a, a really good sales conversion tool but also an education tool. Um, and that's where we want to be. So we want to be, be able to present you know the best call to actions for any business, product or service in a really engaging front way. And that sits in front of the website and it sits in front of socials. Okay, so it's like an arrowhead to your marketing. Yeah, I mean that that absolutely is uh, you know whets the appetite for marketers out there to have another tool that uh, essentially is authentic and interactive, and you know essentially it uh, it's it's just it's an enhanced experience basically. Um, yeah, as long as it's not. Uh, taking away from the simplicity of it. Sometimes, you know, as you know, people have short attention spans these days. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where that fall off point is in terms of the novelty of, oh, I can explore this whole virtual aspect. Or um, sometimes it's just like in marketing messages, sometimes you almost need like one main headline. And then they're, it, it, so it really depends on how far along the sales funnel they are, supposedly. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, like, if you've got a product in store, you know, talking about along the, the sales pipeline, it may be, you know, so everyone's got their avatars that they're marketing to. Um, it may be that you're actually picking up different people, or picking people that you don't expect to be picking up your product or picking up your product. So hydroxy shred may be aimed at the athlete. But what about the person that's 40 years of age and, and works and wants, you know, wants to lose a few kilograms and wants a new tropic that makes them feel better and operate better at work at the same time? So if you're not marketing to them people, but all of a sudden you're seeing an influx of them type of people buying your product, um, you know, this type of marketing is actually showing you that new demographic which you can market to as well. So, you know, it's it's quite interesting in that in that realm. So you're not necessarily always marketing to people, but people, you know, anyone can pick up your product. Um, and you can sort of track that and see what they're doing. Yeah, very cool. Um, in uh, in just becoming familiar with with all the different uh, experience factors of what's available. Uh, again, you mentioned the COVID time, and there was a lot of clients that we had that were doing or that were getting thrown into the world of virtual trade shows. They might have done they pre booked all this money to do a real exhibition, a real trade show, and that was part of their. Um, Basically, marketing activity—it's difficult to generate sales if you can't get out and yep. get the word out. Um, but then they had to quickly adapt and then and then learn these virtual trade show booths and so on. Uh, is that you said it was an interesting year for you guys during the COVID time? Was that part of it? In that you know yeah. that, that booth 
It experience. was, yeah. Good, good friend of ours, of, of mine and my and the business as well, um, is um, RDK Sports here on the Gold Coast, and um, they were set to run their second Gold Coast Elite Sports Conference um, last year, and obviously COVID hit, so they had to delay and. <clears throat> we worked with um, Ryan and his team to, um, you know, build out a virtual conference. So we built the virtual conference. We hosted the virtual conference and it was a beautiful experience. I can actually show you a part of it here if we um, switch over. Just bear with me. Um, we're right to go. Yeah, nice. Um, so this is a, a conference hall that we built for this conference. Um, you know, it's completely 3D. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. So this conference, um, yeah, they were aiming for 500 people, but we ended up getting 1,100 people from 26 countries worldwide, all um, high-level sports, um, yeah, in this in the business of sports. Um, a lot of people from the US, UK, obviously Australia, but it was a fantastic event, and um, yeah, we'll be going again next year, and you know, the 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 um, target will be a lot more a lot more people. Now, off the back of that, we noticed that we couldn't actually pr provide a, um, a platform for um, exhibitors. So generally with virtual conferencing, sorry, I'm going around a long way here, but with virtual conferencing, if you're an exhibitor, um, you'll get a page with a text blurb and a video, um, and that's it. So um, we thought well, there has to be a better way. So some of the booths that we made for this conference, we um, brought out and created um, a virtual booth where um, businesses can go in and um, I'll, I'll put it on camera here actually and show you. So you can go in, watch video. Um, whoops. Um, navigate around. I can't actually go back, but um, so we can navigate around the um, booth. We can, we can go into 3D models. We can download capability statements, brochures. Etc. Etc. Just bear with me. Now we're standing in Metricon Stadium. Um, you know, so this is a really good way for businesses that would spend a bit of money generally on going to um, virtual conferences, or sorry, conferences and events. Um, in the future, um, having having a foot in both both um, sides of the of the equation. So if they're going to you know, spend 50 odd thousand dollars on attending a, a physical event, um, we all know that events are going to be hybrid forevermore. People aren't going to always want to travel. You know, I might not want to fly to Sydney this weekend for an event, so hey, I'll, I'll, I'll join virtually. Well, these businesses now have an op opportunity to build their own space out um, in 3D that people can interact with and, and, and get all the information that they would get from um, that location, you know, attending the event physically. So that's another product that we sort of built on the back end of that as well, along with our virtual conferences. Yeah, nice. I mean, you mentioned opportunity, and I think that's something hopefully people can appreciate that, you know, yeah, there's, like you said, this probably this uh, long-lasting impact of just people's habits and behaviors and how they want to be doing things these days. And But like there's two sides of it. Now they're probably uh, up to speed with how to do a Zoom call yep. or how to do um, QR codes, like you said, you know, whether it's scanning in for health check reasons yeah. or whatnot. So um, yeah, it's almost like this big reset. And so, Yeah. So the way we connect is different, isn't it? It can be digitally. It can be a lot of many ways. And people are really comfortable doing that now, whereas previously we'd want to meet. We still want to meet, but 
you know, it's it's just different. We don't need to travel. Mm. We don't need to travel to get to get on and get by anymore. Okay. I didn't understand that. Oh, classic. We've got the old voice activation. This is the the AI of the future. We're gonna have many episodes hopefully on uh and, and feel free to <laughs> pass some guests our way in terms of experts <laughs> in this area. But yeah, look at it's fascinating that um this I was actually surprised that this was a sort of a homegrown and you've got your home team here. Yep. Could you just um touch base on on the ambition side of things and how things came to be, is it what was the formation of the company like? Like you said, there was a certain aspect where you started, but did you have the skills that naturally led to that, or it was more of a curiosity that got um, you into the space? Well, it was an accident at the start. So I, I was a system administrator prior to that, and um, I wanted to to get into business. Um, this is a long time ago now, and I, my first business I sort of started up. I did start up whilst I was working as a sysadmin um, for a, a large company here on the Gold Coast that serviced the Asia-Pacific region. And um, that business ended up being a pop culture business. So it was called Bam Kapow. And we used to go to all the, um, you know, it was Comic Cons and Supernovas and all that sort of stuff, sell online. We had a we had a store at the, um, at the uh, markets over at Helensvale there, the, um, what are they called? Um, the the Nightquarter. The Nightquarter, night yeah. yeah. So we're there for six months until they sort of dropped off a little bit. Um, but yeah, we were a reasonably big store in Australia. We used to sell worldwide. So it was pop, you know, um, pop vinyls, action figures, all that sort of stuff. And that's where I sort of cut my teeth on marketing and, and learned about advertising and, you know, Google AdWords, Google Shopping, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it was a really good experience to, cool. to do that. Um, and then the collectors started um, selling, um, their products at at a really um, non-favorable rate to retailers so it started making the market really hard to sell sell to particularly online um, so i brought in some cardboard headsets i've got 300 made up um, at a factory and and then the westpac bank rang me and said we want 100 of them headsets and i went oh okay wow so there was that that happened and, and the next day i thought of the name was tech br started building the website um and that's where it started. I had to wait three months because I still had an Oz Comic Con I had to do. So um, once we finished Oz Comic Con three months after that, I switched off that advertising and started advertising for Oztech VR. And um, and that's how the transition happened um, because I was interested in VR anyway. Um, and this is a really good entry-level entry, entry level way for people to try VR at that point. This is back in 2015. Um, and that's how it started. It was just really by accident. I saw the opportunity of um, you know selling many to one instead of selling one to you know one to one which mm -hmm. I was doing with the b2c type of situation so b2b really appealed um, and that's where it grew out of and um, you know from there because of my my um, technical background yeah we were able to sort of push ahead with that and and then ultimately build our team out which has been really important um, in this last 12 months okay very cool yeah I mean that hearing you say 2015 I mean that seems to me not that long ago mm. um, and so in a certain time there was Again, consumer awareness for some aspects. Like I think Google had their cardboard. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Similar. So yeah, and we'd brand it. So we'd you know, skin it and you know, put all sorts of creative all over the headset. And it was pretty cool. Okay. So just yeah. describe that for people that aren't that familiar. Um it's you're essentially inserting the phone into inserting the phone into the front of a cardboard headset. You've got two lenses, normally thirty seven millimeters wide, no IPD, so you can't move it in or out. Um, it can be quite blurry and you're relying on three sixty video. Um to promote your content so marketing companies would create 360 video for their clients to sort of give people a you know an indication of you know taking them to another location teleporting them to another location and the headset was a really cool way to 
you know, hand out at events. So, um, you know, it could cost five, ten dollars depending on how many you bought. Um, you know, for the, for the business that was buying them, and they just hand them out at events to sort of get their branding out there, and then someone would take it home and share it with their friends and kids. And obviously, it was it was a really good brand attraction type of uh, situation. So, um, but it's a bit gimmicky as well. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I remember uh, uh, I'm being I'm being one of those uh, marketing managers that was like, oh, we got to get some cardboard headsets, and you know, then you're just trying to scramble to tie it into your message and yeah. hoping that there's a software app that you could kind of hack or brand or some way. Did you feel like the software piece was happening? Like, did, did brands actually like you got them the headset, but then were they having to scramble to get an app together? Yeah, look, I think uh, most of them, you know, either included the 360 video into their apps or just relied on YouTube. Right. Yeah, so YouTube 360, just yeah, upload it and throw it up, yeah. yeah and it'll either be long-listed or whatever it was, but yeah, YouTube was a really quick way of doing it. Okay. And also BIM, you know, architects with their BIM models would do, use it too. Um, so they'd sometimes show people through um, buildings that hadn't been made, for example, and you could sort of move around or click the button to sort of go to the next spot, you know, okay. like a virtual tour of something that hadn't been made. And that was a, a, a use case for it as well. Um, but we, you know, as soon as... COVID happened, we just decided to cut it. We didn't see the future there at all. Um, I didn't see the future there at all, so I decided to cut it and, and um, as I said, blew the business up and, and started again, which yeah. is pretty bold at that point. So, Love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and tons of good learnings there for people to, to not mm. feel like they're tied to a concept. I mean, even if you've, it's your concept, it's your baby, uh, you've got to live your life. You've got to look at pivoting and evolving. It's, yep. Was there some some spark or was it an external factor did you have partners in the business that came to you and said look let's have a meeting on all this or no i guess um you know i guess like my mother my mother died um at the start of 2020 day two so the second of january and that's when i sort of went oh geez you know um let's um let's change it up and have a good crack you know i, th I think it takes something like that sometimes to say well you know how long do you have Right. Um, let's let's just get cracking. Let's um, yeah. So that was already sort of brewing by the time you know COVID sort of happened with China and, and sort of stopped things happening, operating properly over there. And then you know that's um, the catalyst was that I guess um, that really helped and yeah, just just um, pull the plug on it and, and start it again. Yeah, nice. I yeah. mean, this is getting into some pretty uh, inspirational type moments where you and you probably think back and you're like, yeah, that was that was a big decision and yeah. and uh, and now you can see where you are now, like. Yeah. So just to be clear on that, does that mean you're not pursuing any kind of headset headset type experience? Um, yeah, no, we are. So there's a few opportunities that we've got. Um, you know, I don't want to say too much, but um, you know, some um, high level um, racing boat simulators, okay, um, which is in the works, which will be really exciting if that comes off. Um, good team to work with there. Um, you know. I still harbor like we've had a Oztech VR also had a lot of um, done a lot of work, did a lot of work in the sports space. So we've got a sports DNA streak in us. Um, you know, and during 2019, I've done a lot of work with um, a NEFL team up here, you know, an AFL team, not AFL, but an AFL team that play at a NEFL level, um, working with some of their players um, to, to improve goal kicking with VR. And also um, our local rollers basketball team as well. Done a little bit of work with some of their players. Um, and that was really, um, you know, we saw some really good results. Um, 
And when COVID hit, actually, we were speaking with the Wallabies about um, because they couldn't get their players to train about you know creating some training opportunities for them with VR as well. So I, I still harbour some um, you know some an itch to sort of get back into that uh, sports training situation. I'm not sure if that will be VR or AR glasses, yep. but you know I want to take that down or even you know leveraging. And we were actually leveraging, um, looking at leveraging. AI and machine learning to sort of help us build out some solutions there as well. Yep. So um, I do want to get back into that that side of things as also. So that's where the headset stuff sort of sits for me. Yeah, very cool. And I think the other side of it too is um, for event attraction, um, you know, for you know, working with the city of Gold Coast, for example, if we've got something that we need to show of the Gold Coast in VR to, to actually bring people here from the States, um, that's the other sort of use case that we can sort of see heading up initially okay yeah um what i wanted to help people just look at the timeline of things where you know they might have remembered the time when the cardboard headsets was like you know it was a sort of a price point thing and if not free very very low price point uh to for a consumer to experience and then you got into these specialty companies so oculus would have been early then they got bought out by facebook and then um lots of other players uh all all a combination of hardware and software i believe but um are there is there a certain timeline that you'd kind of say, oh yeah, that here's how it all went. It was cardboard headsets, and then am I right? It was sort of Oculus was the big name that got bought. Yes, yeah, so Oculus, out. Oculus and Vive at the same time they were working pretty hard hand in hand. Um, and I think the big game changer for VR has not necessarily, you know, obviously Oculus coming out and the Vive as well. The Vive was probably the better headset, I think, than the Oculus Rift. But the big game changer has been the Oculus Quest. You know. So this is an amazing headset. You've got the Oculus Quest 2 out now. It's worth, I think, four or 500 bucks, um, Australian dollars. And, you know, it's completely standalone. So you don't need a computer. You don't need to buy a $2,000 computer. Um, it's six degrees of freedom. So that means you can walk around in VR um, and do anything you want. Um, and it's amazing. It's just like that the, the applications have been made for that and that the sort of things that you can do with that is going to push the industry forward Um a lot, I think. So I think the biggest the biggest shift has been the Oculus Quest coming out. Um, I th HTC had the VR Focus um, come out, and I don't think that was as good. Um, but yeah, the, the Oculus Quest I think is huge um, you know, for the VR industry. And then, uh, assuming that's still fully owned by Facebook, I believe. Yes, and, it and is. And they're probably tying into that strategy for all sorts of, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's the only downside to it is it's Facebook. Uh, but what can you do? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll I see guess... what else comes out. I mean, the tech's out there now, so we'll just see who wins in that ecosystem more. But at the moment, Facebook's got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, and is that? I'm not familiar with that. Could I go and buy that at a shop today? Yeah, here? yeah. So the way they work now is, um, so you, you need to go to Amazon or Oculus.com. Okay. You wouldn't even buy it from a store here, so, really. So it's not really supported through like a traditional re retail no, network? The, a lot of the tech companies in that come out of China um, have moved away from um, the middleman. So a lot of them um, ship directly from Shenzhen you know, or Hong Kong. So yeah. you'll buy it you'll, and it will come out in two days. Or they just have it sitting here in like, an AWS um, you know, superstore where you buy it and two days later you've got it in your hand. That's the way you buy it. Yeah. You don't need necessarily go to a VR store anymore or anything like that. Yeah. And that's the other reason we went away from selling headsets and cameras and yep. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. 
Cool. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's it's a, it's a space to watch. And I imagine the expertise in your business, you mentioned your team. Mm. I'd imagine a lot of it would be software based and, and trying to, I mean, we're talking about modeling and yeah, re- so, rendering. Yeah, we've got a fantastic team. So we've got Will, Will Hazleton, who's um, our lead 3D uh, modeler. He's just a wizard. He's amazing. Yeah, what he can build is crazy. So we built Metricon Stadium um, from photographs. You know, so it's just ridiculous, you know, the sort of stuff that that guy can pull out. And um, he's always leveling up and getting better. We've got Corey Schmidt as well who's come on and, um, you know, he's amazing as well. You know, for example, we just built a jetty this morning or yesterday like that. And, um, you know, for for a proof of concept for a client where we can sort of place a jetty down um, on the water. So they can decide, yeah, look, that looks really good in my house, in my backyard. Let's buy that. Yeah, I can see what it looks like. I think that we'll get that jetty. Or no, we might get that jetty because it looks better or fits better with our, our yard. Yeah, so these guys are, are producing some amazing models, um, all made here on the Gold Coast, which is cool. We utilize a technology called, or a platform called Blender to build our models um, away from the Autodesk type of situation where you're paying thousands of dollars a year for a license. Blender's free um, and it's really, really good. Um, so the modeling side is um, yeah quite quite important because although we put everything together with um, programming on the back end, it has to look really good. Uh, so that's important. And we've also got the challenge with AR where um, the, the more realistic you make something look, um, the more triangles it's got. But we can only have so many polygons or triangles within a model before the phone starts falling over. So, for example, if you're looking at a Metricon experience, it's got a lot of a lot of triangles, and it can make the phone a little bit laggy after a while because there's so much going on in that. Um, so, look, there's always a challenge of, hey, we can build something that looks really nice, but let's pull it back now, Very you cool. know, and take the triangles out of it just to keep that weight and processing power down. Um, so, and then on the other side of it, we've got the um, development. We use JavaScript to put everything together. Um, all the experiences live within a single page website. Um, and the way that works is that we utilize AWS, Amazon Web Services, to host our um, experiences um, in S3 buckets and then just push that out. Sorry, getting a bit technical here, but um, push that out through CloudFront sure. and um, certificates and, and your you know, domain names and stuff like that. So it's all hosted within the, within the cloud on AWS and that ensures that it's really, really quick. You know. Is it just on the... That website integration piece is almost like an, an embed. It's like you'd embed a YouTube video or that kind of no, thing. Or it's no, running. It's, it's actually its own website, so yeah. it runs off an index.html. Um, yeah, so it's, it's every experience that we make is a um, yeah is just a, an independent website. Yeah, nice. With a structure behind it and code and models and everything else sitting within it. Okay, uh, you mentioned the the a bit of the talent involved in producing this and um, graphic in terms of a career path and how you go about recruiting or, or mm. um, nurturing the talent uh, is there people like how are people learning about blender is it a self-taught or is it coming through like graphic schools well for yeah so I think um, one of our guys Corey come through the University of Canberra which worked through the um, Coomera TAFE and we we found out about Corey by um, you know the Coomera TAFE saying hey we've got this kid that um, or this guy not a kid who wants to, um, you know, who needs to do some workplace learning um, to finish off his degree. So we took him on for 17 weeks um, and that gave him two subjects covered, marketing and 3D modeling. Um, and he, he never really touched Blender before. So he's, you know, he cut his teeth for that 17 weeks. And, and after that period, we finished in the last year, we said, well, um, hey, you, you're really good. Let's, let's come on and work for us. So 
Um, but what we're finding is Blender isn't being used taught much yet at unis and at, at TAFEs and stuff. So it just comes down to um, you know, like Will, he he just he he models in Blender twenty four seven. So when he's at home, he'll model other stuff. Just that's what he does. He loves loves modeling. So I think you find with a lot of creative, really good creative people, um, it's what they love doing, and they're really you know, I hate the word passionate, but um, yeah, they're obsessed by what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it comes down to. It just comes down to reps and 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 how much they work within it. So um, yeah, it's a funny one. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it and it's always difficult to to sort of figure out where where your next model is coming from. Um, yeah, look, I mean, that's uh, a lot of the listeners uh, to to the podcast might have a bit of a tech background and they might be experienced with gaming or uh, mm. maybe looking at career paths in that space. And um, you know, obviously, game design. There's a lot of people that have an interest in it, but I think there's a it might be very difficult if I'm not mistaken, but like it's a yeah. commitment to it for sure. Yeah. Well, that's it. You have to do a lot of work, you know, to get up to the level. Um, and then a lot of ki- a lot of people coming out of um, degrees and stuff think, oh, it's all about the games, it's all about the games. But I think the business is, business is a bigger opportunity. You know, so you might be making gloves one day, shoes the next, a pool the next day. You may be making a stadium the, the, you know, the couple of weeks after that or, you know, a virtual space. It doesn't, you know, you, you've got a whole mix of stuff, but it's all, not necessarily boring, but it's different. You know, they're making monsters and dragons and swords and stuff like that. So a lot of people have that in their mind that when you're 3D modeling, it's all about games, but not necessarily. I think the bigger opportunity for 3D modeling is for business yeah, right. and business use. Okay. Which is where we are. We are. Yeah. I mean, and, and in your space, um, is it the type of thing that you could uh, expand? I'm interested in maybe the next, obviously, you've got. It sounds like a full deck at the moment, but um, could you support international clients uh, yeah, in the yeah. same way? Yeah, hundred percent. So we're really interested in um, like we work closely with the city of Gold Coast. Um, we're supported by them, and um, you know they offer uh, and we're a part of their um, sports business cohort. And um, for example, at the moment we're discussing opportunities um, around the Birmingham Commonwealth Games because we've just come off our Commonwealth Games here. Um, so we're in, you know the city of Gold Coast is in, involved in that. So. Um, fingers crossed, everything will go okay with COVID over in U- the UK. We hope it will, and um, that Commonwealth Games will kick off, and and potentially there will be some opportunities over there for us. Um, and also, we're looking at going over to the US once that opens up again as well. I'd imagine it'll be next year we can go over to the US and um, with RDK Sports, who have a tour over there, a sports um, a sports business tour, and um, we'll be on the next one of them and. Um, and yeah, we'll meet with a bunch of businesses, um, sports businesses over there, you know, college teams, NFL teams, MLB, all that sort of stuff, um, for some opportunities to help them um, offer some real value to their sponsors and their fans. Yeah. Um, you know, around that fan engagement, sponsor engagement type of situation. Just just on the sports, uh, you mentioned you're a bit of a sports fan, so you got are you you're an AFL fan? And yeah, yeah, I go for the Gold Coast Suns. Unfortunately, um, we're not doing too well. Um, actually, one of my team members um, he used to work for the Suns. He now works for us, so he got laid off in COVID last year. So, and we're lucky there. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's a pretty small world how everything sort of comes together here. Neat. Yeah. Um, anything else? Any other sports? Uh... Yeah, I love the NBA. I love the NFL. Um, I like soccer. I like my sports. <laughs> Union, obviously. Much um, a bit of league. So yeah, no, I like sport. Uh, very cool. There's not enough time of the day, but uh... <laughs> well, yeah, that was what I was kind of just curious about. Obviously, this is 
with something like this, I can imagine you just being uh, like, there's so many different areas that you could kind of uh, push it in, into and and then you just got to manage priorities and so on. Like, yeah. uh, is it, uh, how's the balance these days? Like you just rebranded that, that was a big exercise. Yeah, so it all comes down to people. So it's not about the tech, it's about con connecting with people. So if, you know, we, we sit there and talk about ideas around the table um, with our team, like, we, you know, we did this on Monday. And um, some people are going down the road of, oh, we go down, we can do this. And we're like, well, no, 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 that doesn't, that's not about connecting people with people. So if, if it's anything to do with connecting people with businesses, uh, people with teams, people with sponsors, um, communities, tribes, whatever it is, if it's got something to do with connection, um, that's where we are. So that's sort of where we've drawn the line. Um, and you can sort of see that. You know, potentially down the down the road, it's not just going to be AR or VR. It can be a lot of other technologies, um, even combinations of three you know three D video with two D video, which seems to be getting a little bit of traction for us as well. Just you know, just playing around with different different tech stacks and and the way you put it together, um, I think is really exciting for us. We've got a bit of a roadmap as well where we're looking at um, you know, sort of uh, what are we what are we what written here. Um, yeah, so the AR glasses, obviously, we're going to be ready to go with the AR glasses once they get released. Um, I think there's a really big opportunity there in the future. Um, you know, think about having an Apple iPhone, for example, and you've got a pair of glasses. I'm, I'm a Samsung person, but I'll have to go to Apple, I think, unfortunately for me, but um, I want them glasses. Um, so these are the Ray-Bans, right? They're going with the Ray-Ban, I think. Yeah, frame. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're going to look really nice. So it's... and. You know, I, I hope they're going to be what I hope they're going to be. Um, and there's going to be a lot of opportunities there for, um, you know, connecting brands with people, um, even, even fun stuff like, you know, running with them and having an avatar, you know, leading, leading ahead and you sort of follow your best time, for example, or, you know, you know lots of lots of opportunities there. Um, and I don't think we've even really, you know, we don't know how big this is going to be. I think it's going to be huge. Um, we're also really interested in all... Um, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning as well. Um, not only within the, you know, combining that with AR, augmented reality and the glasses, but also, um, you know, the computer vision. Um, you know, for example, um, something I've done in the past is get game geometry. So follow players around the field, follow the ball around the field and, um, you know, figure out the positions of everyone in that game so it could be a game of soccer AFL is really hard because it's such a big field but say a game of soccer or basketball it's quite easy um, and then you extrapolate the positions of the players out into adjacent fold for example and then uh, create a VR experience where you can sort of see what that person was seeing you know any player at a given time was seeing within the game and then have that as a coaching tool so there's little options there with the AI, AI machine learning on the back end, you know, in addition to augmented reality, um, another big opportunity there is wayfinding with AR. Oh, um, what's wayfinding? Wayfinding. So um, Google Maps has already got it, where if you're walking around your, the city and you say, look, I want to go to Albert Street instead of Elizabeth Street, you hold your phone up and you walk along and it will say, yeah, it puts some arrows and point that way. So for example, if you're at a major sporting event, you've got a merchandise area in the middle, um, the uh, event organizers might want to take you through that that area to get to another point so you might say look i want to go from this point to that point in in this precinct and then the wayfinding can sort of lead you through you know the merchandising area and the food food area 
um, which increases sales, increases um, the fan experience and um, keeps everyone happy. So, look, there's a lot of opportunity for that sort of stuff, even in stadiums. You know, if, so you've got people that may not be um, regular attendees to Seba Super Stadium or you know, Metricon Stadium and um, where's my seat? Where's the food? Where's the toilets? Uh, you, know, you can sort of, sort of open up an experience and, and it it will take you to that oh, where you cool. need to be. So I, I think that's a really big opportunity there as well. Yeah, uh, and it just woke me up to something that was a big change, which is all the theme parks here. Uh, yeah, and theme the, parks is another one. Oh, we just as an experience gone in there, and I thought, oh, look at this now. They've got an app, and I sort of discounted it and thought, oh, I don't need another app, thanks. Yeah. Um, but then you quickly realize that like, everything's in there, and it's all proxim proximity sensitive, so you don't get all the information until you're there. Yeah. Uh, things like wait times, and it's all real time, so it wasn't advent, you know, augmented reality. Not yet, anyway. But they but use beacons and stuff. Beacons, yeah. yeah. And it was just kind of like, oof, that really hit home. Like, this is super useful. And then and then it became um, not really about, uh, you just worked it in to your, to your, and that maybe is a neat little experience where technology just becomes transparent and yeah. becomes another bit scary because it's sort of an extension of, of yourself and, uh, you know, where's the digital and where's the, like, when do you switch off and that kind of stuff. But yeah, well, I guess we're a cyborg in a way anyway because we all operate with our phones. They make us infinitely smarter when we've got them in our hands. Um, That's it. So the classic, classic Elon Musk uh, episode. That's exactly with, right. With on Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yep. Don't, don't miss that clip. I love that. Yeah. Um, just, just on that. Did you watch the second? So he. Could, yes. The second uh, runaround. I listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was good. Yeah. It was quite amazing. Yeah. Like uh, he's talking about gravity and um, or or making making miniature suns on Mars to melt the ice. It's like Joe Rogan says, well, what? He goes, yeah, no, it's easy. I'm thinking, geez, yeah, it's just crazy. Some of the stuff he comes up with. Yeah, that's neat. Um, yeah, well, and that's like some big, big thinking. But this is just the times we're in, and mm. I think it's kind yep. of neat to be able to ride this wave. And um, what I was curious about is the, you know, the I guess in this world of creativity, creativity and innovation, there can be competition that crowds the space. Yep. Do you get a feel that people are quickly crowding into the space? And I'm like, I'm almost thinking, like I know market the marketing agency business and web agencies. Um, you know, they're always like going further and further out to try to expand their yeah. offering. Do you see people encroaching on this space? Um, not yet. So that that's a really interesting point. And that's a sort of lends itself to our go-to-market. Um, so, you know, one of our go-to-market strategies in the marketing side um, is to become preferred partners of some of the bigger agencies because they don't want to be able to hire people and you know build a build a whole t internal team out to to build these experiences. Um, we feel that um, we can offer something for them to provide their clients as a preferred um, partner in, in this sort of technology. And, um, you know, and there'll be a few clients on each one of their, their books that want to utilize this um, and will get a lot of benefit out of it. So that's, you know, we're sort of going it around the other way of, hey, um, you know, discussing that with, with some of the larger marketing agencies around the place to sort of work with them and, and provide that service for their clients, you know, through them. So that's another another way of moving. I would 100% recommend that because yeah. honestly, sometimes, you know, people want to expand and they think they can master this domain, but honestly, just stick to your core. Yeah. Um, it's good if you know the client and, and why and it works both ways because then we can send, you know, because you, we make an experience. It needs to be marketed. You know, we, we aren't marketers as in we don't have, you know, a PR team and everything else. So we need to, you know, um, not every business is going to have that, so we can sort of, you know, move, you know, send people to their businesses as well to to sort of get that help and get that reach for their their experiences that they have. So it's a, a double edged sword there. We help them, they help us, and 
Uh, we get some really cool experiences out there and clients are happy. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it potentially, is, you got to look at the, the velocity of it, you know, the, the speed to market. And sometimes people are, you know, I'd imagine there's a certain development cycle to get the idea briefed and then through to the execution. What does that timeline look yeah, like? Yeah. So at the moment, like we can get it done in two weeks, even a little bit less. Um, and that's all about systemizing the process that we have. So um, we're working really hard on that to make it a lot easier. Um, a lot of the development time is obviously, you know, we've got two good developers, which I've mentioned. Um, we've got um, Joel and, and Nick. Um, and they do amazing stuff, um, you know, so and and their their main role is not just building the tech but also developing the tech so that we can um, you know leverage it faster and build it faster and turn it around a bit quicker. Um, but then we've got the three D modeling side, so we've still got model model stuff, and that's where a lot of that um, customization comes in. Where if you want something modeled, particularly for your business, then you know, we can create that from scratch. And beautifully so, um, but look, a brand AR experience, for example, yeah, you know, it could be a week to two weeks. A booth AR the same, wow. um, so That's it's, it's reasonably fast. That's yeah. fast, I would say. Yeah, um, it is reasonably fast, but we want to get there faster. Cool. Um, uh, I was just uh, scanning through the different, um, you know, updates. Like you mentioned, Apple glasses, and that's mm. definitely uh, on the forefront. And are we talking months away or years? Do we know when it's coming? There's rumors. Okay. <laughs> so the glasses could be this year, they could be next year. And Facebook, who knows? Oh, but they might drop something out too with the, you know, they've always got their events. Okay. So if we just go with the, the list of gadgets, uh, Snap had their Snap glasses for yeah. a while. There. Spectacles. Spectacles. And they were sold through, I think, vending machines yeah. in the US. Yeah. I didn't actually see that firsthand, but um, had you tried on a pair? No. Okay. No. That'd be uh, creepy though, walking around the video camera. Well, there yeah, we go. It's a bit funny. Yeah. Uh, this goes back to the Google, the original Google Glass. <laughs> yes. Which, yeah. Know, we sort of been. started all this off, I guess. But, um, but it wasn't socially accepted. No. <laughs> had that creep, creepy factor. Yes. Um, then there's the HoloLens. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if you have any thoughts. I, I, I don't know why, but I came up in my Gumtree search and uh, someone was selling a HoloLens kit for $4,000. Mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know, you know if that's a good price or not. Maybe it's totally obsolete. But Microsoft HoloLens at the time seemed like it had a pretty cool demo. Yeah. But I'm not sure if that ever eventuated or whatever. Have you seen the? Yeah, yeah, I've used the HoloLens. It's oh. really cool. Um, the thing with HoloLens, though, is that it's like it's. I think it's the best technology at the moment with the glasses. Um, they were battling um, Magic Leap, who have seen. Right. Before, yeah, they fell over. Magic Leap had, I think, it was oh, four billion dollars worth of funding, and they just crashed. Oh, interesting. I did follow that. I was so onto. I'm like, oh, Magic Leap, and then so much hype, and then it I'm was sure all hype. Investor, so it, it just burst the whole. Thing. Yeah, it burst. Like even the founder left, and um, a lot of the people working there unfortunately left, and. Um, I think they're trying to rejig it and move towards, um, you know, corporate, which is um, where the HoloLens is. They're corporate, and they've got a big military deal as well with the U.S. military. Right. Um, so yeah, HoloLens is a really cool device. Magically, yeah, sort of fell apart a little bit. I'm not sure what's going to happen with them, but um, after their launch, I think it sort of was a little bit apparent that it wasn't quite there because everyone. I don't know if everyone remembers listening to this, but you would remember the the whale. The Twitter fail whale? The whale. Oh, there's a whale that sort of come out of a college gym and then all the water oh, splashed all over around and that right. was meant to be what um, Magic Leap was and it ended up being anything but that. Okay. Um, so that was like CGI. Um, CGI. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty CGI. cool. Yeah. yeah. But um, look, the HoloLens is amazing. Um, you can do so much with it. It's going to keep on evolving. So the latest HoloLens, HoloLens 2, you've still got a small field of view. 
So you've got these little rectangular things that sit in your glasses, and as you move around, um, you can't, you, you don't have that field of vision yet. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff you can do with them, and I think um, I, I sort of hope that's where the AR glasses will go. Uh, I'm not sure if it will be Apple and Facebook will do something like that, or the Hololens will keep on building its way out and and get cheaper as it goes. I think it's at three K or something for a Hololens. So the, the whole the whole idea of there's these technology developers, but are they generally open platforms? Are they are they development friendly where you could actually you know participate in that, or do you find that the, the trend is that no no we're just going to have Facebook apps uh, developed by Facebook and that you know they're going to monetize it? Yeah no they've got their developer. Um, ecosystems and you can do that um, for example I'm not really sure of the HoloLens because we haven't done it like you can use Unity to build HoloLens um, applications okay so I'm not sure what the approval process is about getting them on uh, but the Oculus Quest again you use Unity um, to do that Unreal Engine potentially as well I don't know why you'd use that for that um, for, for a VR experience but um, Unity is big on that um, and you used to have to go through a, a rigorous process of getting applications approved for the oculus quest but now there's a side loading um, option you've got so you don't necessarily need to go through that that rigorous um, process and and facebook do have a really good developer community and stuff like that as well so they are quite quite pro developers i imagine they pretty much need it these days yeah. i mean it's well you need content content and that's and yeah, all about the ecosystem yeah yeah, and if they the smart ones, yeah, I think if you go back in time, all the whether it's video games or you know all those communities, they thrive off of yeah, the, yeah, the development. And where the eyeballs are, that's where you need to be. Literally for VR, that's where the eyeballs are. Is um, you know with with Oculus Quest and and Facebook. So yeah, nice. Um, just on the the consumer experience again, relating to what I had seen um, through your website and through mm -hmm. some of your demos, uh, I realized that it, it's through the browser. Yeah. Yes. But. There was an, uh, something else that seemed it was a YouTube clip of something. That it seemed to be part of a LinkedIn feed, or uh, where there was some enhancement. And I thought that's unusual. Yeah, is that something you can talk about, or is it? Yeah. Did I catch that right? Yeah, I'll show you. Um... And just for people listening in, I will make sure to get you those links so that you can have a little look for yourself. But we'll bring it up. So we made we made one. Um... So I'll show you. Here we go. I'll show you this one here. Um, here we go. So what we've got here is we've got a 3D object sitting, coming out over the top of a social post. Um, so when you've got that in a feed in LinkedIn, for example, um, it's really engaging. It's really, really cool. So we tested this with a product um, that you can freely buy. You've got 300 templates. And the, the thing I tested was um a, a ray and a shark circling over around a um, post i can't get a log on linkedin here but right. um i ended up with ten thousand views on that post over 300 reactions i think over 40 shares at the moment and it's still going um so we just wanted to do that as a test to see if this was a you know a, the way to go for engagement and obviously, off the you know off the reactions, I've only got two and a half thousand followers on LinkedIn or connections on LinkedIn, um, and to get that sort of level of um, engagement was crazy for me. Um, so that told me that we we're on the way. So what we did um, was then built out our own one, which was um, for body science, just to test. And um, and as you can see, it's really effective. You imagine seeing that come up in your feed, and you go, "Oh, okay, it looks like something's floating out of my phone." 
and oh, it's come over the top of the social thing. Oh, wow. Okay. So it actually stops you scrolling. It's a really a thumb, scroll, thumb stopper. 100%. So that's just mixing, um, you know, using Premiere Pro, um, a couple of tricks with uh, 3D modeling and uh, blending them together and, and um, yeah. Beautiful. And having a bit of fun. So that's really engaging and it comes into our um, you know, methodology of, hey, if it helps people connect, then we're going to do it. Well, I think that, um, you know, for people listening in that are running a business or heading in a certain direction with regards to just starting something, these are uh, pretty um, pretty useful and uh, I just find it motivating because if you've got uh, a product that you want to get out there and you just feel like, well, it's a bit like, well, we've got my website and I've got my Facebook posts and it's a bit, it can feel a bit static and yep. it's stale. Um, something like that, it's just, it might give you that extra boost of like, all right, let's let's get the creativity going um, and it's, it's, it just allows you to be more creative, I, th I can imagine. Yeah, and I think people think more of the business too if you are being creative. They go, oh, wow, look, these guys are really pushing it. Um, you know, let's let's have a look a bit more or, or let's follow them. Let's see what, you know, so then you're getting, you know, you're starting that customer journey off in the right way um, and that sort of experience there that you just saw wasn't, you know, that's not, that's not going to break the bank either. So um, they're, they're really effective little little experiences, and we're going to continue using them, mm -hmm. uh, particularly for you know places like LinkedIn, which is um, you know your organic reach is really good. Um, I think though some people just go, oh yeah, you know, that's really good. We'll share that um, little what ends up being that's an MP4. You know, it, it doesn't look like an MP4, but it is. Um, they think we can just share that without any context, but you have to have the context around the video you're sharing. Um, I think if you put that in, that's why. We got so much um, reach on on our LinkedIn tests. Um, it was just crazy. But then you see other people sharing similar things with no context at all and there's no reaction. So people have to have a context around why you're doing what you're doing. Um, so that's where you come in with your messaging and then the creative off the back of that to sort of boost it. Um, so that's a bit of a mistake I think people make. They think, oh, look, we've got this cool thing. Let's just share it. It doesn't work. You have to have the, the context of your business around it as well. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I'll just say again, if uh, having worked for a company that's managed brands and uh, doing this kind of thing, that is uh, highly attractive. Uh, so I can imagine yeah. the demand is, is there. And then it's just a question of, um, you know, I guess uh, putting it to use, and like you said, just so it doesn't fall flat. Yeah. Because it wasn't well thought out. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to promote it properly. This one. Um, oh, that's neat. Yeah, and, and it goes on the back of um, other things like, um, like you know, I haven't mentioned, but um, we're doing a bit of 3D rendering work as well, um, where we're actually creating spaces before they're made. A little bit, I touched on it before, how architecture firms do that do that a bit. Um, it's not even on our website yet, but we've actually got a few clients that we're working with at the moment um, to to render. So you've you know to, to render future future fit outs and businesses to sort of you know for their proposals um, to to sort of get a space, um, and we're finding that's you know the the speed to you know from from starting to having something for those businesses um, is really really quick um, and I can give you a bit of an example of that here um, talking about um, the quick wins I saw on your website there was a sort of a real estate uh uh, yeah, somewhere there is a real estate yeah. tech showcase as well. Yeah, so we've done a VR, oh sorry, an AR real estate um, experience for Lynn Hughes Properties. Um, she's a really good real estate agent here on the Gold Coast and 
And what we do is um, with some of our properties, we um, create AR experiences which can take people into, um, here's, a, here's a rendering. So this is an example of a, a 3D rendering. And this is Metricon Stadium here on the Gold Coast. Um, yeah, we built this whole thing. Um, as you can see, it's amazing. You can take people into some really cool places. Um, and this is something we're finding we're getting a lot of traction on at the moment is you know, the 3D rendering side of the business, which um, a lot of people can utilize. You know, that can be either um, you know, property developers, um, you know, people building marinas, um, you know, fitting out new gyms, et cetera, et cetera. So um, this is a really, or even building a new stadium uh, like this, for example. Uh, so this is uh, somewhere where we're actually seeing some real, real benefits. Um, and then on on the AR stuff for real estate, yeah, we're finding that um, if you can have a QR code on a on a um, on a real estate sign at the front of a house, and they scan that, and all of a sudden um, up comes the buttons, uh, a bunch of buttons, and the three D floor plans, which you can click on, and then they come out in three D, and you can actually have a look at the floor plans in three D of the house. We like this house. How do we get hold of the agent? There's a button there to click the phone, so that will open up the phone straight away, and you can dial in and speak to her immediately, or you can actually click on the maps if you hit it via socials and know exactly where that house is, how to get there, um, all that sort of stuff. So again, that's focusing on the call to actions. Um, you know, what calls to actions does Lynn as a real estate agent want you to take around this house? Um, so that, that just comes down to brand AR again and, and the, you know, the, the, the opportunities there are endless. Very cool. With that sort of, that sort of thing. Look, I mean, it's, it's been a really uh, really great uh, deep dive to showcase some of the stuff. And I think if people are listening in, definitely check out the YouTube channel for this one because you can actually get a real real experience of what it looks like and perhaps even go to the website yourself to uh, to see that some of this technology in action. Um, yeah. Just a question for you. Uh, can from the, I guess, the hobbyist point of view, this is quite a professional level of, of a solution that you've built and offering. Uh, is there like a sort of a hobby, you know, uh, uh, whether it's a free software or something that people can dabble in if they want to try it themselves? Um, yeah, I'd probably just go to 8th Wall. So 8th Wall is a technology that we utilize to um, land stuff in the real world. So 8th Wall helps us figure out if we want to land a, a jetty on the water, where the water is. So it actually sits on the real world and you know, we call that SLAM. So it's all about location and you know, it becomes aware of um, you know, what's, in, what's in that real world or we want to land, say, an experience on a, an image, for example. We'll see that. So you can sign up to 8th Wall. It won't cost you anything. Um, and they've got some demo experiences up there which you can play with. Um, and, yeah, just have, just have a crack. Um, it won't cost you anything at all. Um, when you start um, moving on, though, it will cost you a bit of money. Yeah, nice. Um, but, yeah, that's a good way to get started. And, yeah, they've got all the, all the, all the code and everything up there ready to go. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I know that one of our uh, one of our team members was actually just curious about how to get some experience, and I think we loaded up a simple Microsoft something, the Windows Store, and it was just sort of like a, you know you can build the walls and put some furniture, and you know yeah. it's a bit of um, that virtual starting point, and yeah. you can create fly-in tours and. Well, stuff. the other way is Unity. Download Unity. Unity. And start playing with that, and go through some um, yeah, go to the the University of YouTube and have a look at some demos and tutorials there on on how to put together some. Some nice little um, VR experiences. So yeah, there's a, there's a few ways of doing it for for free, um, and I'd say definitely say uh, Unity for VR and uh, and having a look at Eighth Wall for AR. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we definitely have covered a few things there today. Um, yeah. 
And uh, thanks very much for taking us through some of the product stuff and, and just thinking about next steps. And we like to get a feel for, you know, the Aussie ambitions, yourself being Australian, yeah, born, yeah. born and raised? Yes. 100%. Queensland all the time? Or? No, 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 no. Uh, my dad was in the RAF, so I moved around a lot. Uh, Victoria, Northern Territory, Queensland. So, um, But lived here since t- 1996. Yeah. Right. So I've been here for a while in southeast Queensland. Uh, but, uh, and then obviously based the company here. Yep. And, uh, and, Imagine for the longer term. Um, oh, we'll always be a Gold Coast company. Um, yeah, we think um, yeah, the Gold Coast is probably the best place to do business from in the world. Um, definitely Australia. Um, we've got a very supportive city council who are proactive for business. Yeah, so we're really, really happy with that. Um, and on top of that, like the, the community that um, that we're a part of here. So we've got some some great businesses that not only um, work together but also have become mentors and, and great friends as well. And these are really good businesses. Um, so, so the, the communities that we've actually built um, ourselves here, along with others, uh, has been fantastic. So, um, you know, I think there's a really good feeling around the Gold Coast, um, particularly to do, you know, for business as well. So, um, mate, like I wouldn't go anywhere else, to be honest. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> I would have to say the same is that the, the feeling here about, um, I guess, there's a bit of camaraderie or people helping others. I mean, people yep. know that uh, it takes a bit of work to get a concept going. And yep. So you, I do feel like versus maybe a larger city where it's sort of you, you feel a competition early on, yeah. um, whereas here it feels a little bit more uh, collaborative and people are saying, yeah. oh, look, he's doing that and she's doing this and why don't you talk to that person? Exactly. And that's how it is. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, it's, a, it's an amazing place to do business and everyone's um, really out to help each other at the moment. So um, particularly on the back end of what's happened the last year, I think everyone's a little bit more that way as well. So um, it's fantastic. And as I said, the local government's been really good as well. So um, we're so, so fortunate. Yeah. All right. Well, I, hopefully that's a good model. I mean, obviously everyone in different parts of the world will have different scenarios and it's difficult times uh, still. But um, yeah, just have a have a think about your local communities and how yeah. um, to seek out people that are, you know, and and to to operate in new ways. Like you know, you've yeah. had to pivot and make yep. some hard calls, but then you know, once you're into it, it starts to feel right. I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that's the biggest piece of advice I've got is you know, there's two things: is your team, like you can't do everything yourself. Um, you need to get people that are smarter than you to come in and do what they do really best. You know, do really well. Um, we've got that. Um, we've got some really good people working for us. Um, you know, not only are they great at what they do, but they're good people. And then on top of that, it's leaning into your community. You have to lean into you know the people that you know and you work with and you trust. Um, so I think that's the two big things: is leaning into your community and um, and building building the right team and having the good people around you. And um, yeah, that's that's it. I think you do that, you're on the way to success. Excellent. Yeah. Ken, look, we'll definitely follow uh, everything you're doing. Appreciate you coming in. Thank and you. Give us a, a little, I feel like it's an early, early marker, a little early preview of lots of big things to come. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to just give a quick mention on how to follow some of your things. and Yep. So, um, austechconnect.com.au is our site. Um, we will be changing that site again soon. So um, that's uh, part one of our rebranding. So it's techconnect.com.au. And we're on socials. So we're pretty busy on LinkedIn, um, myself included. So um, look for Ken Lee, um, LWE, um, Oztech Connect as well on LinkedIn, Oztech Connect on Facebook, and Oztech Connect on Instagram. 
Excellent. All right. We'll definitely um, get all those links posted yeah. so everyone could click through nice and easily. And don't forget to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Yeah. That's always a tricky one. No one's... Uh, YouTube, every, yes. Everyone's watching. No one's subscribing. So, guys, that's a prompt. for Please uh, get on there and just give us a quick subscribe to Ken's channel as well. As, yeah. Uh, Oztech VR still on YouTube. I had to fix that one up. Hopefully, good. Oztech connects soon. Yeah. That's um, wonderful. But yeah. Good. All right. We'll wrap up there, Ken. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch and talk again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Aussie Ambitions podcast. We appreciate your support and welcome your input. So if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, aussieambitions.com or any of our social media accounts. And please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go. And if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch. Mm -hmm.